You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about all things faith, life, adulting, relationships, and finances. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Michael Keneally. Happy Friday, everybody. What's up? What's up? I'd like to see you end your week strong and begin your weekend even stronger. So thank you for rating, reviewing, and sharing this with your friends, sharing this with your roommates, and sharing this with our young young adults around the world, essentially, because God is doing something awesome. So thank you for tuning in. It's amazing. And raise your hand if you love love. I'm in the studio and Mike is in the studio. If you're streaming on YouTube, you know that we've got all our hands raised That's right. Um, but we know that it's February and you guys have just shown up with questions mm-hmm. and you've shown up with um, participation in this community, especially when we've talked about singleness and about dating, about engagement, about all things, mm-hmm. relationships, sex, love, dating, waiting. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to get into it all month long. Is that okay to share with them? Yeah, so the whole month of February, you're going to lean into love or maybe lean out of love. I don't really know wherever you're at because we're all on a journey somewhere. So we're going to be unpacking some questions that you've been wrestling with, some things of life that you've been struggling with or just want answers to. And not to say that we have all the answers, but we will hopefully point you to the word of God. We will share some of our story. So if you have anything in addition to what we're covering or you want to be uncovered, that's true. let us know. Yeah. We love it when you send in questions through Instagram, through the website, fyi-podcast.com. And here's for today's question. I'm going to set up the microphone just a little bit differently. Bear with me just a second. This question came in Mm -hmm. from Ben. Hello, FYI. My name is Benjamin, and here's my question for you guys for the day. Uh, what is what does the Bible say, and what does God say about breakups in relationships, and um, how to move on and forgive, um, and if and how to find God's will for the relationship, whether it should be to move on, uh, to find someone else, or to just be friends. Um, or how do I find God's will for that, for my life? Ben, you're asking a question that every single young adult is asking in a current season or a past season or coming season, because that is the desire of many people's hearts is to be married. Not every single person desires that, but a majority of our listeners, I would say, love when we lean into L-O-V-E. Ooh. Yeah. I love that. I love it too. And Micah, I know this is one of your favorite topics from all of it, purity, relationships. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just curious as we're about to unpack Ben's question, thought it'd be so good if you'd be willing to share. I have no clue what you're going to share. I do know it's going to be good. (laughs) But in times of trouble, has there been a verse in the Bible that you've turned to and that's ministered to you? Oh man. Yes. And I don't know why it is always this one, but this seems to be when there's a big pivotal, like earthquake or like move in my life for a significant mile marker. And this is something that I just, I love this verse and that's Isaiah 43, 19 for I'm doing a new thing. Do you not know it? Can you not perceive it? I'm bringing water to this wasteland. And I don't want to say that I take it out of context when I, I want to share the story behind it, but it's more or less like, I believe that God is doing a new thing. And when I don't understand the thing that I'm sitting in, 
and the thing that I'm looking to or towards that I know I need to walk in and through, I don't always understand it. Mm-hmm. I can't always perceive it, but I know that God is wanting to bring literally like water to my soul in ways that I'm like, don't even realize I'm dried out or to my life where I don't even realize I've been depleted. And I don't like, that's not the theological answer there, but that's just the, the hug that I feel that scripture has for me is like, I'm doing wow. a new thing. Like, do you not know it? Can you not perceive it? Like, duh, like God's moving. Right. And I think that is really just brought comfort to me, whether it's a breakup, mm-hmm. whether it's a call to ministry, whether it's a, a, a move to a new state. And I just have to believe that I'm like, okay, God, I don't always know it. I can't always perceive it, but you are doing something new in me personally. I'm making it very individualized when I talk about that verse and that's not the right thing to always do. So I think that's one verse that I've just held on to during many times of coming mm-hmm. up against things that just didn't make sense or I didn't know, or just the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. at large. So love it. I love it. I think mine similar or one of mine, I've, I've found tremendous healing in the book of Psalms and similar to you. I, I look at a verse of the day, if you will. Mm-hmm. I know, I think yours was maybe your life verse. Mm-hmm. Um, one of mine, or uh, certainly a verse of the day would be Isaiah 41 verse 10. So we're both turning mm-hmm. And Jesus quoted Isaiah more than any other prophet or any other scroll or book. And mm-hmm. Isaiah 41 10 says, so do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. Mm-hmm. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And there's so many things there. I've dealt with fear mm-hmm. as I'm sure our listener has and does. And right. I do ongoingly, but I'm not alone. And if you're listening today, you are not alone and you can trust that mm-hmm. he is your God, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, if you feel weak, he is strong and he right. will strengthen you. The third thing, he literally promises that he will mm-hmm. help you. Yeah. So you're not without hope and you're not without help. He will help you. It's a promise. And number four, if you feel like you've fallen down, mm-hmm. maybe it's been a bad breakup, he will uphold you. Yeah. And the last one testifies to the goodness of God and his very character and strength and nature. He will uphold you more specifically with his righteous mm-hmm. right hand. Mm-hmm. And I've just found tremendous comfort and yeah. hope, victory actually in seasons that have felt like defeat. And um, it's good. Micah, what would you say to the person who's just gone through a bad breakup? Oh man. Well, I want to say that you're not alone. I've been through a breakup. I've been through a couple of breakups, but primarily one, um, obviously before I met Josiah, the boyfriend I had for seven years. So whether you are in a long-term relationship or a short-term relationship, or you find yourself trying to figure out this is the person that God has for you. This is what I said. Is this the person God has for me? Right? Mm -hmm. Because we can try to make the person we're dating the one for us and we can sacrifice and we can you know, make up these scenarios in our mind of why it could work and why it should work when in reality, God never did that. and never said like, this is good and godly, like warning signs. Um, I took some notes right here. And the first one is whatever relationship you're coming out of, that relationship does not and should not defy and define you. Wow. Like the thing that should define who you are as a person is Jesus and who he says you are. And why he's created you for such a time as this. And I think I can relate to the listener. If you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, like 
I was all wrapped up in this person. Like we did everything together. And I realized and recognized like the moment you do break up with that person, if they're very much integrated into your life, you just lost your best friend. You just lost your friends in that friendship circle, potentially, if you were the one invited in. Mm-hmm. And three, you just lost who you spend all this time with. Like You're losing three different things. You're losing your best friend, your boyfriend or girlfriend. You're losing the friendship circle. Or if you're not losing all those things, those are things that are definitely going to change and they're definitely going to look very differently, right? So there's a, there's a mourning and there is a loss that has taken place um, relationship wise, not maybe physically there physically, you know, you've moved on in a sense of I'm no longer with this person and Mm -hmm. sitting side by side for every event. And so that relationship does not defy you and does not define you. It's Jesus Christ himself. It's really good. And the second thing that I want to lean into right here is surrounding yourself with good and godly friends when you step out of relationship is probably the best thing you can do that honestly soothes your soul other than Jesus himself in your relationship with him to have friends not to not to come around you and have a big pity party or an anti fill in the blank party but they're going to call you out and call you up and be like you know what I never knew if this person was the right one for you and I'm glad you're not together you may hear things that hurt and sting but you'll be grateful that your friends actually came alongside you in those seasons instead of yeah. encourage you to go back to something you should have never been in at the yeah. first place. So friends are essential. Instead of having all those, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend nights, surround yourself with people that love you and that you love them through friendship. And the third thing that I think many individuals are guilty of, they don't do this, but they should, is take time to heal. Take time to heal and to pray. And when I say pray, I'm talking like inviting God into your marriage that has not yet taken place. Because if you're dating, you have zero intention of marriage. You have zero intent. You have zero right to be dating at all. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I don't want to get married someday, then you shouldn't be dating. Yep. Because you're leading somebody else on and creating wasting a false time. hope. Wasting your time. You're wasting yep. theirs and your time, but you're also creating a false hope in somebody else and it's going to hurt even more later on if you tell them that this zero intention of even marrying you wow that really stinks so allow yourself to heal and pray and ask god for wisdom knowledge and discernment um, from the timeline maybe you need to take a season of singleness maybe you need to pray that god would just protect you and give you eyes for your future spouse and for them alone yeah meaning i don't have to be wondering and wandering with my eyes of is he the one is she the one and that's exhausting to anybody when you walk Mm -hmm. into a room thinking your spouse could be there and making everybody a likely candidate when in reality you should be married to one person right so the fourth thing is just let the pieces settle like let the dust settle collect your thoughts collect your calendar collect your prayer life come along with those friends, bring them along in the scenario and don't chase after this relationship that didn't work. Like just don't go back to it. If it didn't work and you know, you shouldn't be in it because I will say I was guilty of this. I would go back to that relationship that I was in for seven years because I viewed them, them as a security net that I would rather settle and not be alone in that season. And that is not good 
That's not something anybody should do is like, I'd rather be with someone than be single and with no one knowing there's someone that God has for me. So even just working through that twisted mindset of like, wow, I would just settle in having somebody than to wait for someone that God has for me. So, and and don't try to find, don't try to find and fill the place of another girlfriend or boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So if you walk out of a, a relationship, that person is not replaceable. That future is just being rewritten according to God's will and word, right? So I would just say like, it's not like some goldfish that dies and you flush it and you get a new one and replace it without the kids knowing or without your roommate knowing. No, like a a friendship or a relationship that you're stepping into, if your intention is to be married, then you can date Mm -hmm. and you should be praying and you should be inviting those friends on in the process. So those are just four things I would really just be mindful of coming out of a breakup. Like, why do I want to date in the first place? How, like, how should I heal? How do I need to heal? Because the the last thing that you want to do is step into a new relationship with a broken heart into a thousand pieces, thinking some man or woman is going to put you back together when God is the only one that can put you back together. Okay. So So just keeping those things in mind. It's so good. And you might be like, Hey, how long should I be single for after a breakup? Mm-hmm. And I think that every case is different. It's not like we're here to prescribe like two weeks for every one week that you were to get or whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. A person who was in a relationship for a week and you went on two <laughs> dates, I'm sorry. You know what? That's just not quite the same right. to the heart and, and devotion to you dated for three years and you were actually engaged or you right. were talking about a future together. And mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just a different amount of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say what Micah, you, what you're describing, like don't rush into healing. I think a lot of times I've rushed grieving mm. or pushed past grieving um, and, and not even mourned a loss and just moved past pain or hurt, not just relationally, but in, in a lot, might be like a death. Mm-hmm. Take time to heal. Mm-hmm. Take mm-hmm. time to grieve. Take time to mourn a loss. There's a season for mourning. Give yourself time and space and God hasn't left you, even if you feel alone. We want you to hear that today. And I've always, uh, I guess, often shared this with young adults is it's better a breakup while you're dating or even calling off a wedding Mm -hmm. while you're engaged than going through the pain and the agony and the hurt Mm -hmm. and the permanence of a divorce. Right. Um, I I got a couple texts a couple weeks ago. One Mm -hmm. was um, somebody called off an engagement. Mm-hmm. And they were, I mean, can't imagine mm-hmm. how painful right. that that was. And at the same time, they are so glad that it happened then and not having gone through with the wedding. Right. Some stuff came to light, etc. Second text that I got was actually from a couple that had married about seven, eight years mm-hmm. and it's over. Mm-hmm. serving of papers right yeah. and it, it, i guess aside from a god intervention and the right. willingness on both parts to pursue right. restoration right. um it's not looking good and they are already married mm-hmm. so i've always said that it's as hard as a break there's no breakup that's fun right been through zero that were fun and we'll talk about one in just a second but one thing you would ask like what the bible says or what you know, God says in, in his will, we'll, we'll get to his will in just a second. Okay, I'll go there and then I'll, I'll just share this illustration. Micah, you've often said it, that it's hard to find 
the will of God outside of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't say in the Bible, your name isn't written into the lineage. So you don't know who your spouse is, right. but you know what to look for in a spouse. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we mean by it's hard to discover God's word without his will, but also it's really common that people jump into a relationship without jumping into prayer mm-hmm. first. Right. So prayer is the place to start first or to start over, then mm-hmm. uh, can come the dating. But I would just say this, there was an issue in the New Testament relationship of Paul and Barnabas, this legacy, I mean, often written about, talked about Acts 15, Paul and Barnabas, and they had a parting in their friendship. They had gone on a missionary journey. I mean, like a mission trip, right? right, They had gone, I mean, they're planting churches. They're apostolically advancing the kingdom of God together. The the disciples or apostles were usually sent out in twos. And one of the other young leaders they were raising up was a guy by the name of Mark. Mm -hmm. And over the issue of if Mark should come with, because Mark abandoned them. Mm-hmm. Mark said, this isn't for me. Well, then he wants back in on the action. <laughs> he wants, and this wasn't a dating relationship, but it was a parting of ways. Yep. First, Mark right. had shown Paul that he wasn't maybe trustworthy or he wasn't reputable. He wasn't committed. And then Barnabas wants to take Mark back. Mm-hmm. And here's what happens. Paul and Barnabas actually parted ways mm-hmm. over this issue. Mm-hmm. Barnabas wanted to take Mark back. Paul didn't. Mm-hmm. And here's here's what Dr. Alicia Bricholi, which if you're in a, a hurting season, her her words, I think, along with God's, have the ability to heal wounds. Mm-hmm. So I found tremendous healing in reading anything she writes. But one of the things that I've picked up from her is it appears like God went with Paul. Mm-hmm. And it appears like God went with Barnabas. Mm -hmm. So I think that sometimes we feel like it's this issue when really, we talked about in a a recent episode too, like we don't need to be in close standing with everyone, but we do need to be in right standing with everyone. We were talking about forgiveness and we were talking about pushing friends away. And sometimes it feels like, oh, well, I don't even know if they're a Christian. Well, God's going with them. God's going with you. And I would just say that if you're in the middle of the dumps of breakup, really sorry. And we just want to be part of the community that's there cheering you on as part of the great cloud of witnesses, praying for you, mm-hmm. encouraging you, supporting you any way we can. And um, we went through a breakup of our own. Well, yeah, I just want to go back to the parting in the ways with, um, Barnabas, Mark, and Paul. Oh, yeah. Just keeping in mind that, like, just precise paralleling that in a dating relationship. So if you break up with somebody or they break up with you, God's going to go with both of you, right? And he's going to go with you and your future spouse. He's going to go with them and their future spouse. So just keeping in mind, like, God has everything happen, I believe, for a reason, whether we have to learn a hard way, whether we can learn from somebody else. So when we look at scripture, we're actually learning from other people's mistakes most of the time, wow. right? We're looking at them like, wow, they're amazing people. God allowed them to be in the word of God. Like some of them wrote and the things that we read. And I'm like, wow, they are just as stupid as me. Like, so, I mean, they're not better than us. They're not worse than us. We're all human. Yeah. The ground is 
Evil. Uh, Equals. Oh my gosh. <laughs> equal. One more round is equal yes. at the foot of the grass. So oh, funny. Oh man. These are bloopers. I love that. That's like one of the worst moments I've had on air. On air. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just saying, like, he's he's human too. He can yep. do like flub all of words, human. right? I'm imperfect. That's right. And um, but I just want to bring forth that awareness, like. God will go before each of you and who's willing to serve God. He will also bless along the way. So if you find yourself dating somebody who's a non-believer or claiming to be a Christian and you are a true Christ follower and want to do things right from purity, mm. from decision-making to calling, yeah. to respecting each other, to guarding each other's hearts, to all those different things. When it comes to the dating world, if they are not on board with those right away in the first conversations that you have, that purity means nothing to me. Okay, that's a big red flag that I need to ask you, if you're calling yourself a Christian, what Bible are you reading? Because mm-hmm. the word of God strictly is outlining things and parameters and guidelines, not because he's anti, because he created, he created intimacy, you guys. Yeah. But because God put up those parameters and those guardrails to protect ourselves from ourselves and to protect ourselves from each other. And that's why we just hold everything that God's given us loosely, but we hold close to our relationship. We hold on tight to our relationship with him. So just like want to add that little caveat right there, but um, just, yeah, Josiah and I was alluding to the fact that we, we did go through a breakup. We mm-hmm. went through a breakup after dating what, maybe three, four months, perhaps about, about there. And yeah. it was while we were dating Yeah, and it was not December viewed- 17th. Wow. I remember it was, it was not like a, a temporary breakup. It, it was, I can speak to it. You if you, go, yeah, you go okay. I think that how I remember it is we had dated, like Micah said, a few months mm-hmm. and I had just realized that how I viewed dating was it, it is for the intention of marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we were at age and the stage where it was like, I don't want to waste your time and lead you on. And I don't want to waste my time Mm -hmm. or anyone's time. And I think there reached a point where I saw that Micah was in a hundred percent. Like I saw that you were all in. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I, I remember telling you like on paper, you check all the boxes. You are who I've been praying for. And yet I've got to look within because I'm not a hundred percent sharing my heart. And I think that there was a part of it that was, I was fearful mm-hmm. and guarded. There was also a part of my heart that I was protecting that I only wanted to give to my future spouse. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I remember our breakup is just describing like, Hey, I've got to yeah. figure out why I'm not f- my heart. Like I, I haven't given you my heart yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a conversation. And you guys, when you start praying for your future spouse and you're praying for the one that you are dating, believing that they are the one that God has for you, God can, will, and does reveal things along the way. And for me, I was literally getting ready for a date night with him. And I was doing my hair, I'm in the bathroom. And all of a sudden I just felt like a heavy, like my heart felt heavy, like sank into my stomach. And I felt like God was revealing something to me. And it was, Josiah's going to break up with you tonight. And I'm like, what in the heck? I'm like, God, you've spoken to me about him. You've showed me his heart. Like, I'm like going through my mind of everything God has done in me and in him and in our relationship and what I've been journaling and praying and fasting for. And you guys, I was literally like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, okay. So it was God was preparing my heart even before we went on that date. Mm-hmm. So it's a date night that we actually ended up breaking up. 
And I was so, I'll be honest with you guys, I was so PO'd because back to the verse that I shared for I'm doing a new thing. Do you not know it? Can you not perceive it? Mm -hmm. I'm bringing water to this wasteland. Okay, Lord, well, this one's new. I'm stepping into a new season and I'm thinking about marriage and now he's wanting to break it off. Like not marriage, just Mm -hmm. dating. Mm -hmm. And I think that was very frustrating, hurtful and revealing to me. Because early on in our dating, I said, Josiah, if there's ever a red flag that you feel in your heart where you're wasting my time or I'm wasting yours, I want to have a conversation and I need you to call it off. Mm -hmm. And I was bold enough to say that to him, kind of because I'm that forward. Mm -hmm. But two, I had wasted my time, I believe, for seven years dating somebody else that I I was not supposed to be with. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot and I used that to, you know, give glory back to God. But in that process, God was revealing things to me. And I think even that when we sat down and talked, Mm -hmm. I knew that God was working on a fear because the day before he revealed that you were going to call things off, mm-hmm. I was praying like, God, if there's any fear mm-hmm. of anything of us or of me in his life, reveal it to him. And God did not reveal it the way I thought he was. Yep. So I felt like there was a fear he had to deal with. God, I felt like spoke to my heart and then he broke it off. And yeah, then- it wasn't like there was this fight or something. It was just like kind of out of nowhere, even in my heart. I was like, whoa, I don't think I can ask you to keep dating me when I've got to figure some things out Mm -hmm. and a little bit of time went by and I like two days (laughs) I I, it was long enough for me to see myself and also to see what my life would have been like without Micah Mm -hmm. in it and uh I didn't know if she'd take me back Mm -hmm. I had just broken it off like that's you know that's painful. Mm -hmm. I'm a jerk. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I called her and said, Hey, um, after your work, I know you'll be getting off. Can we please talk? I really need to see you. And, um, it was long. So I look at that breakup as a beautiful blessing in our relationship, Mm -hmm. which is so weird to say that a breakup could be a blessing, Mm -hmm. but we wouldn't have had two hearts that were fully invested had it not been for almost that come to Jesus moment. Right. Well, I think it happened on a Friday or Saturday night, maybe Friday night, which was Mm -hmm. a date night. Mm -hmm. Saturday, we didn't talk. And then Sunday was church. He was leading the young adults. And I thought, I'm like, I'm not going to church on Sunday. Like, I'm not going today. And I'm like, nope, I am not going to allow some guy to dictate my relationship Mm -hmm. with God because you need to come first, God. So I went and I, and I showed up and I participated in church. Like I would, I said, hello, I was cordial, but still felt broken inside of like, okay, Lord, this doesn't even make sense. I think it was by Tuesday night, I was working as a personal mm-hmm. trainer and you had called me and asked and we regrouped and you re- yeah. you actually uncovered a fear that you were yeah. having. Yeah. And do you just want to re- like, just lean, do you remember what that fear was? I do, but do you want to lean into yeah. that fear if, that if many remember, people may experience? Right? Yeah. I think I had a fear from being hurt before and experiencing some pain and rejection and almost a a little bit of self-preservation of not wanting to open up my heart because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be hurt in the process. Is that how you remember it? Well, there was that factor, but there was also, there was a fear of when two lives come together, there's a sacrifice of like, will I ever get to travel again? Sure. My friend's going to change. Like all these things I think were going on in Josiah, just like I'm called to this. And I think what you need to know, Josiah, from what I recall is the fact that 
there's a he, a she, and a we. And yeah. I have dreams and I have yeah. aspirations that yeah. are apart from you. Yeah. But I also have dreams and aspirations with you in that time of dating. And I think one of the fears that was kind of rearing its head was like, Micah, like, do you do you have dreams and aspirations of your own? Or are you just gonna, would you be a female that would just ride on the coattails of my mm-hmm. calling? And I think you may see a lot of that, of yeah. one person sacrificing everything for the sake of somebody else's dreams and hopes and aspirations. So there was this healthy dynamic coming yeah. forth yeah. that we had not maybe discussed to the degree that we were experiencing. And I think it just had to solidify some stuff. And you need to be shown like, this is what my life would look like without Micah. Totally. And needless to say, obviously we did get back together, but had very open conversations since from then on of willing to invest, willing to share, willing to, mm-hmm. you know, allow God to steer and navigate um, elements of who we are, who we were mm-hmm. becoming in that process yep. and willingness to do it together. And yeah. Here would be maybe a couple things that we've learned. Mike had pointed out that you can learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, wisdom is the ability to sort through and sift and see successes and failures of mm-hmm. others and know what to reject and what to accept. Because a, I've heard it said that a smart person will learn from their own mistakes, but a wise person will learn from the mistakes of mm-hmm. others. And here would be a few questions that I would ask mm, if you have a friend or if you have recently gone through a breakup as painful as that is like, I think these can help you regain some composure and clarity mm-hmm. in your mind, in your heart, in your faith, in your life. Number one, was there any sin involved mm-hmm. sin on any level of doing things that marry that are reserved in the new Testament for right. married people while you were dating? Uh, Mm -hmm. Was there sin on any level as a couple? Was there pornography Mm -hmm. involved at all? Because those two things, sin, sexual sin, pornography, those tend to really cloud our judgment and Mm -hmm. really complicate and it makes things so confusing Mm -hmm. versus what Jesus came to do is cut through the chaos Mm -hmm. and the confusion and bring clarity. Right, right. So those would be a couple of questions that I would encourage you to ask about it. Yeah. And I think that the tail end though, I think um, Ben's question was, how do you know when to walk away? Mm-hmm. And I think when there is complete peace, knowing that you're not supposed to be with that person, I believe that peace comes from God, like Josiah is talking about, like he, we serve a God of peace, not chaos. So if that relationship was pure chaos, that was probably not of God. That's good. And if there's peace and there's like this weight lifted off you after a breakup, that's a good indicator. Like, wow. It hurts, but it has to feel lighter at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. That's a good indicator that it's probably time to walk away. Mm-hmm. If there's any, not aside from sin, if there's any form of verbal abuse, physical abuse, if there's so anything true. that's being said or done to you that should not be happening, those are red flags that you shouldn't. There's a reason why you broke it off, right? And you should not be in a relationship with that person. Um, so just keeping in mind that we believe in a new Christian, a new Testament Christian marriage. So when we're talking about the context of marriage. Anytime on this podcast, we were talking about the new test Testament, starting with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, yep. all the way to revelations yep. of how a woman should be treated and pursued and respected and vice versa, like, and love each other and to have and to hold like that whole mm-hmm. thing of like matrimony. So when we talk about that, we are, we're strictly talking about the new Testament Christian marriage when we're talking about relationships and 
if that's something that you desire of marriage, do singleness well, so you will date well, so you will be engaged well, and you will marry well. Mm -hmm. So if there's peace, enjoy the peace, enjoy the season of singleness, allow God to heal, iron anything out, sift anything out of you. We all have something that we're needing and maybe not even aware that we want to deal with, but we need to deal with because when a broken person and a broken person come together, you don't create a whole marriage. Mm-hmm. You need to be two whole individuals so that you can be 200%, not 50-50 to make 100, 200% to equal 200 when it comes to a relationship. That's spot on. And I think one last question to leave you with is what is your community saying? Usually, usually what I've seen in my life is parents, family, and friends. So your community of parents, maybe even pastors, mentors, Mm -hmm. but that kind of web of community, what is your community saying? Because usually with breakups, it's one of two things. It's dude, don't even let her go. Or I knew you should have never been together. (laughs) Or pretty much like you dodged a bullet. Yeah. I've usually heard Mm. with breakups. So God can speak through his word. Mm -hmm. He can speak through um, his spirit. Mm -hmm. He can speak through prayer. He can speak through worship and meditation. He can also speak through other people. Right. And it will align with his word. But I've noticed that usually with breakups, what is your community saying? Your pastor, your mentor, your accountability partner, right. your parents, your Christian friends, your your family. Mm-hmm. I've usually they either are like, no, it hurts. You just dodged a bullet. Or they're saying, man, I'm praying with you that he takes you back because like you guys are meant for each other. Usually Mm -hmm. it's one of those things. And I just found that it'll affirm and and help, help you towards healing. Yeah. And wouldn't you rather heal just a listener? So if you are going through the breakup, I would much rather heal here. Wow. You dodged a bullet rather than after I get married and I'm walking through heartache and pain, divorce, three kids saying, well, I knew you should have never married him. And you call yourself my friend. Like I would much rather deal with the hurt on the front end than yep. be in a marriage and invite little children into the messiness mm-hmm. of myself when I should have just dealt with it then. And I will share this. I have a very good friend named Kelly. And when I was in the wrong relationship. She goes, Micah, you, you, you talk more negatively about this relationship in him than you do positively. And to me, that is a big, like, that's a big red flag that you should not be together. And he brings out the worst in you, not the best in you. So those are real friends that can call you out on your junk. And that I wasn't offended. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, dang, like, she's right. She is right. Mm-hmm. So I need to look inward and be like, okay, Lord, I'm going to dig deep and say, get me out of this relationship show me what you have for me and don't be afraid to hurt now because I'd rather hurt now than hurt for a lifetime and miss out on what God had. So that's what I just say with that. Like I can relate to the brokenhearted right now, but I pray that God would heal any and all parts of you, um, your past, your present and future and bless you in the process. So look, singleness is hard. Breakups are hard and marriage is hard. And we don't want to minimize any of those, right. but this is this is why a community of faith is so important. This is why it's so mm-hmm. important to build on Jesus as our rock mm-hmm. because storms of life come. There's two identical houses and 
one stands, the other doesn't. Right. What is your foundation? Is it the solid rock of Christ? Is it the sinking mm -hmm. sand of the ways of the world? And I think that singleness can be hard because you can feel alone. You can feel like you're missing out. You can feel like you go to a wedding for crying out loud or many in a year. And you, where's your person? Mm -hmm. You can feel like the world is passing you by and you're being left behind. When is it my turn? When yeah. is it? Yep. Yeah, that's one of the many challenges of singleness. It's also a gift. Mm -hmm. There's many blessings of singleness, free time, um, unlimited friends, like just free, you know, freedoms that are there. Mm -hmm. Marriage is hard. Right. I think of times in the hospital, sicknesses, uh, mm -hmm. financial challenges or hardships, tight budgets, all those things. Uh, parenting, it's all hard. And then breakups are really hard. But you know what? Through it all, I come back to Isaiah. He's doing a new thing. Mm -hmm. God is and he's with you. He's for you. And so we would just be the type of community that wants to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to show up for you, to encourage you, to be mm -hmm. praying for you. And if there's anything you need, mm -hmm. uh, we're with you. We're praying for you. And let us know any follow-up questions. Love you a lot, guys.